Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. You gave us a chance at the end, but I got three words for you. You like that? Welcome in to an emergency live episode of Purple Daily here. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff. And it's funny because we were we were already set to do an episode centered around the five players the Vikings should strongly consider trading during their bye week. And literally as we're getting ready to fire it up and we're going to record this episode and you can find Purple Daily seven days a week during the season. Apple, Spotify, and uh, scorenorth.com and also youtube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. And all of a sudden, lo and behold, the Vikings break some news. I'm getting this from, uh, this is super loud. Let me, uh, let me get this from Adam Schefter. I believe Albert Breer was the first one to break this, but Adam Schefter reporting the Vikings and Ravens are finalizing a trade to send defensive end Yannick Ngakwe to the Baltimore Ravens for a 2021 third round pick and a 2022 conditional fifth-round pick, sources tell ESPN. Now, if you remember, the initial trade, which was made with winning this season in mind, right? You made that trade, Daniel Hunter was still expected to play, and you were going to push forward and try and make a run at this thing, and the wheels have just come off. So the Vikings get a third next year, and a 2022 conditional fifth-round pick. They initially gave up a second-round pick next year, and a conditional 2022 fifth-round pick. So for a handful of games of Unique Ngakwe, and he was indifferent when it came to run-stopping, and oh, he was okay as a pass rusher. We'll get you the numbers on him. They actually wind up forfeiting some draft positioning from before the trade. So, <laughs> Judd Zolgad, your, your thoughts here. Okay, so my initial thought is this, and the initial complaint probably rightfully so, is going to be, let's say, you give up a second-round pick and you didn't get as much back. But my initial thought is is what we said right before we flipped on the live stream, Phil, and that's the most important thing. This is an acknowledgement from the people in Egan. As you said, they have come to terms with their plight in life. This is incredibly important. Like, this now, to me, opens up the door for Harris to be traded Rudolph uh, to be dealt, Riley Reef. Everything must go that can go. So the return might not be what fans, if they, they were going to trade in Gakway, wonder, feel is ideal. 
but I love the fact that a one in five team, which I was fearing might say, well, hold on a second though. You know, we're trying to win still, right? It looks like they have accurately um, judged where they're at right now. And that this trade before the, uh, before the deadline comes up on November 3rd, opens up the potential floodgates for a few more players to be moved. And if they're moved for draft picks, to be clear, that's fine with me. And and just in case, because we had, it sounds like we had a little bit of a technical echo as I was explaining the trade. And so just to reiterate, if you're just joining us here on this special Purple Daily live trade uh, breakdown version of the show, Vikings and Ravens finalizing a trade to send Unique Ngakwe to Baltimore for a 2021 third round pick and a 2022 conditional fifth round pick. Sources tell ESPN uh, Vikings initially sent a second round pick and a conditional fifth round pick to Jacksonville to get Unique Ngakwe. And I, you know what? It's so hard to admit sometimes, especially you know, in an ego driven league. Rick Spielman has an ego. It's so hard to throw the white towel in mm-hmm. when you went into a season planning to win games and you think, God, there's got to be a way to turn this thing around. Mike Zimmer can mold defenses. You got these star wide receivers and Dalvin Cook's going to come back. But this is the right assessment, and they should just keep going down this path. And this episode was initially going to be centered around the handful of players that they should look to trade, and we're going to get into some of those other guys. My only question here would be, Unique Ngakwe is not Daniel Hunter, but he's very good. He's a good pass rusher. Yes. Uh, I think I, th- I don't think you got to see his full skill set on display this year because, A, he came out of the gate with an ankle problem, and B, he's really the only viable pass rusher along that offensive line, so it's easy to sort of take him out. On, on a third and nine, you're going to focus on Unique Ngakwe, right? But I was curious to see him with Daniil Hunter in 2021 and with Michael Pierce back into the fold as a defensive tackle and really see that defensive line at full strength. I actually had a list of five guys that I would look to trade, and it did not include Unique Ngakwe. Because I, really? I wanted to okay. see him in 2021, All right, fair and, I, and I know that you'd have to pay him, but I think I think paying edge rushers, paying cornerbacks, and uh, and and paying offensive linemen, um, I don't think you can go wrong if you're if you're paying good players at those positions. So I would have had no problem if the Vikings had said, "Listen, we're just we're not really feeling a third round pick for him. We feel like it's more valuable for him just to be on the team in 2021." Mm-hmm. Uh, but they decided to to pull the trigger on this, so. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I agree with your assessment if Ngakwe had a contract that was beyond this year. I think the problem is this. The reality that the Vikings have to face, I mean, absolutely ha- have to, and Cousins is a problem here, but it still has to be addressed, is what are you going to do about your cap? And so, like, if you brought Ngakwe back, he's going to try. He's going to ask for a lot. My observations of him are he's not worth a lot. He should be paid but what he was going to ask for, I probably wouldn't pay. So tra- uh, trading him now, I think, is smart. Get something back because sure. he was almost certainly going to walk. Uh, but I really, I think what we're seeing now is is a franchise that is basically being forced to assess its salary cap mortality, right? Like this has been, we've been kicking this can or seen it kicked down the road how many times, Phil. And, you know, it's like, okay, we'll redo Cousins now because it's going to help us for 2020, and it might hurt us for 2021, but we can always win. We can always win. We can always win. Well, the one good thing about this year is the Vikings are being faced head-on with the fact, no, you can't. 
And so I think the Ngakwe trade signifies the that the short-term fix thing is not going to work now, and it's a it's an attempt to look at your future and actually start to plan and get and get some of these salaries off your books starting in 2021. Here's the list of draft picks the Vikings now have for 2021. All right, and I know all, where they're all going. <laughs> the New York Football Jets. I don't know the Jet. The Jets might just draft Trevor Lawrence. They right. might. They might go to the Jets. Part of, a, part of them for Sam Darnold. I've got right. a theory, I've got a theory about why he won't go there. About why Trevor Lawrence won't go there? Correct. Is that but, quote? Did he actually say what was floating around yesterday? I, no, that he'd rather just. Stay I can't Clemson. believe he said that. Wait, no, it wasn't Trevor Lawrence. I thought it was. Um, no, Trevor. There, there was a quote attributed then. It. Uh, at some point in the afternoon to him that was basically like, I'll go back to Clemson for my last year before I play for that dumpster fire, which that's I don't buy. That's hilarious. But I, I do buy internally, he thinks that. Yeah. So he, the, the Vikings, after this trade, unique in Gakway to the Baltimore Ravens, the Vikings have a first-round pick next year. They have two third-round picks. They have three fourth-round picks, three fifth-round picks, a sixth, and a seventh. I'm getting some of this list from usatoday.com, the sure. updated list I'm adding to. So it's what? So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Is that right? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I thought they had more picks than that. Uh, but I guess they, tra- I guess I think they had 12 going in and then they traded okay. to Jacksonville. So, um, so right now, let's say the Vikings had the sixth overall pick. All right. Just, just a little, little, little reckless speculation. Little reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Let's say the Vikings uh, were drafting sixth overall, and they wanted to move up to one or two to get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. I don't have a draft pick value chart in front of me, but it's for sure going to cost you the sixth overall pick. Oh, yeah. Both of the thirds and or like a first and maybe even like a future first next year. Yes. And then you'd still have Rick Spielman would still have all kinds of picks from the fourth round on to find those you know, second string linebackers and special teams players he loves to draft. Oh, heck yeah. But the exactly next, right. But the next week and a half should really be about fortifying your draft capital for 2021 mm-hmm. to get the quarterback that can lead you into the future. And bravo as well on this note, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, for all of you who say, and you're right, players don't tank, they don't tank. Team, this is This is truly... The Zolgadian example of allowing football nature to take its course. Is it not? Football natural selection. It, but right. But I mean, this is this is how you identify your predicament and say, okay, we could fight this, but I just saw a game that this team played against the Falcons, which gives me no reason not to fight it, right? Or I could say, let's go with it, which is what they're doing, I think. And you know what I would love to be? I would love to tap the phone line today. I would love to hear a certain phone call or a sit-down, probably a sit-down, right? I'd love to hear what Kirk has to say privately. Because if he says one word to me, one word to me about what we're doing right now, I say, Kirk, we're about to watch the entire Falcons game again. No, actually, you know what? No, we're not. We're going to watch the first half. Don't need to watch the whole thing. We're going to watch the first half. just need an hour. (laughs) I just need an hour of your time. Actually, you know what? We just need the first play. (laughs) We're just going to watch the first play of the Falcons game. Yeah, well, and I'm not going to pretend to put myself in Kirk's brain right now, but he's one of the main reasons why they had to pull the trigger on a unique Ngakwe trade after a month and a half of the season, right? Yes. He's playing the worst he's ever played in his career. 
And I am so sick and tired of people saying, well, look at the offensive line. Well, look at the defense. Look at this. Yes, those things are all broken. Mm -hmm. You want to know who else has a broken defense? The Seattle Seahawks. (laughs) Oh, yes. What's their record? Preach. Um, You want to know who else has flaws up and down? Um, The Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers have really like, they've got one decent wide receiver. Uh, their their defense has been overrated for the last couple of years under Matt LaFleur. And when they get punched in the mouth by an actual like tough team like San Francisco and Tampa Bay, they tend to wilt. But you know what? They've got a quarterback that makes up for a lot of those things. Yeah. So we can either have the conversation about, well, how can we make everything perfect around Kirk and then criticize the things that aren't perfect and never criticize Kirk? Or you can accept the fact that in the NFL, it's really, really hard to build perfect framework around your quarterback. It's better to try and get a quarterback that can make up for imperfect framework. And so that's the conversation with Kirk. It's, listen, man, we tried so hard to make things perfect around you. And we probably failed in a couple of spots. Yeah, we've whiffed on the guards. It's a problem. <laughs> we whiffed on your offensive <laughs> We did. <line>. And, we, <laughs> and we feel bad. And we're probably going to get fired for that. But ultimately, like... The, the best path forward for the Vikings is to find a quarterback, a mobile quarterback, ideally, if possible, who doesn't make $33 million for at least a handful of years yep. that can help bail you out when the rest of your roster construction isn't That's the whole purpose, right? Like, you pay you pay a QB top flight dollars for exactly that, don't you? Yeah. To basically say, Russell, we're not very good, but you're great. So bail us out. And we're going to try and be great in the other areas. Oh, sure. But we're going to pay you to help make up for the deficiencies. Back to Ngakwe. When they got him uh, right before the season started, do you think, in retrospect now, do you think they got him because they thought that Daniil would be back shortly and they could pair them together and have this awesome bookends on the defensive line again? Or do you think... In their heart, they knew that Daniil was going to be out for a long time and thought that he would actually just serve as the best possible replacement for Hunter. That's a really good question. I don't know if we're going to ever get a great, full-on, 100% truthful answer from the Vikings. What's your guess? But put it this way. If they knew Daniel Hunter was going to be out for a large chunk of the season and they gave up a second-round pick for Unique Ngakwe, a guy who can become a free agent after the season, then everybody should be fired. Like, like if, like if they thought, well, Hunter's out, so let's continue giving up future assets that can help us rebuild, and and put those chips on this year's table, and uh, and so I, I, Rick Spielman has flaws, but I don't think he's that dumb. Okay, I I think I think he made the trade in his mind thinking, well, initially we tried to, you know, Everson Griffin coming back would have been an option, and and we flirted. Uh, with various free agents, mm-hmm. uh, including Jadeveon Clowney. And that didn't work out because we just didn't have the cap space. And then all of a sudden, a top 15 or 20 pass rusher falls into our laps, and all we have to pay is a second-round pick, and then like, Neil Hunter's got a tweak, but he'll be back. I think they made that trade, assuming that Daniel Hunter was going to play and uh, and that they were going to have great bookend pass rushers to really help take pressure off of rookie cornerbacks. And when Daniel Hunter decides that, well, that's I'm putting it. That's putting it too much on him. When Daniel Hunter, I think, wisely assesses his situation, being 
I don't know. I don't know if I want to risk a neck injury getting worse for a team that's not going to go anywhere. I, th- I think I should probably focus on getting healthy for 2021. Right. Then it just became obvious that you should start trading pieces like this. So um, in retrospect, if you could have just kept your second round pick instead of giving up a second round pick and then getting a third round pick now that you've traded into Baltimore, um, if you could go back and rewind two or three months, that's probably the decision you would make, but you can't. So, And doesn't Spielman deserve some type of praise, too, for being able to then flip it back and get something at least back for it? Because if Ngakwe walks after the year, then we're really ripping this trade. I think we're then we're really ripping Spielman for making the decision to trade for him. I wouldn't praise him. I, I would say to what, to what Phil said, he can't, he can't be stupid enough to allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be... So here's... Okay. Here's why I think that there is a fighting chance that the Vikings should have been aware that Hunter, with a neck problem, wasn't coming back. And here's what I think, because this team has done a lot of good things, right? Like, they're not a stupid team. They're not. And Zim, for the most part, can coach. Like, I I know this year has been a disaster so far, but he has had some coaching moments that have been impressive. And I certainly would not call him a bad coach for the six-plus years. But here's where the Ngakwe trade, to me, strikes me as sort of the poster child of what's wrong with this franchise and its current structure. I don't know that they always live in reality, and I think the reality of the different people, Spielman, Zimmer, go down that list, um, I think they have different realities in their minds, and for a lack of a better term, they sort of enable each other's inability to tell the other one the truth. Case in point. Hunter has a neck problem, okay? There's no such thing as a tweaked neck. Like, the three of us know that. There's a tweaked ankle, you know? You tweak your foot maybe, right? Your knee maybe? But, like, there's no, in football, a contact sport, we're talking about we're talking about worst-case paralysis, okay? So there's no such thing as, well, it's just a small neck problem, Joe. It's going to be fine, Daniil. But I think the, the lack of reality, Phil, that exists here is this one. Because the Wills, and they do, and they also do lots of good things. It's not a rip on them. But because they're fans, it feels like they want at the outset of every year to be like, we got a chance. And you might say, you really don't have a great chance. But they say, we got a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Spielman feels pressure then to adhere to what the Wills want. And getting Ngakwe satisfied that for a week or two weeks or so. Um, I also think Rick's premise on draft picks is he loves them, but he trades them because he knows that he can do what he did today, which is get them back. And for Rick, and this can be debated, for Rick, I don't think it's where the draft pick falls. I think it's the quantity of draft picks that Rick has. Now, now That has to change this year. Now, last point that on... has to change. Last point on Mike, where Mike, I don't think, lives in the real world in 2020, is I think in Mike's world, he thought to himself, Daniil's a tough guy. He'll come back. He'll he'll tell us he's coming back. Because what, what Daniil has done very wisely is what? Go across the country getting professional opinions. Great idea. The smart move. But in Mike's world, I think he is in 1995. Daniil Hunter will suck it up and play. And, and when I have Ngakwe and Hunter, you better all watch out. And nobody ever sits Spielman and Mike down and it's like, guys, listen to yourselves, okay? Like, like it's 2020. Daniil's a smart kid. He's probably going to be advised especially with his contract, to go out and get second opinions, which, by the way, I agree with. I've always wondered who sits 
powerful sports executives down. And it's like, you've got to listen to me now. I know you don't want to, and this well, is going to stink. Nobody. I mean, the owners, ownership no, would. But, right. Oh. But but that's the problem here. But I'm saying, I think this is what is sort of catching up with the Vikings, is the different realities of people in power who were never told or didn't collaborate and say, you know what? This might not be great. I think the other discussion that, that that's for sure being had right now, and it's an uncomfortable one because if you're actually being self-reflective as a front office and a coach right now, you're also potentially putting your job on the line. Because the conversation you're having right now is, what is our path to a Super Bowl now? And they, by tr- by making this trade, they have clearly determined that, well, it ain't going to be, well, I mean, it's for sure not 2020. I think we all know that at this point. But I think they're going to start making more trades now. I think you're probably going to see Reef. You might even see a Kyle Rudolph. Like, you're going to see other guys get traded here. And it's the Vikings acknowledging for the first time in a long time. I mean, this this happens like once every 10 years with the Vikings, where whatever the regime is, they have to look in the mirror and say, damn it. Thought we had that thing. Went to the NFC Championship game. Thought we were going to build off of it. And then inevitably, this always happens. They go to the NFC Championship game, and they think they're going to build off of it. And so they run it back. <laughs> and then it just falls apart over the next year or two. Yeah. I mean, it happened in 1999-2000. It happened in 2010-2011. And it happened again in 2019-20. And, and, and you're left to stare at yourself in the mirror as a general manager and a coach and say... How can we frame this to our ownership bosses in a way that allows us to go forward with the retool, right? Mm-hmm. And part of the problem right now for the Vikings, and just just to be clear, I think the trade of Unique Ngakwe signifies the end of the Kirk Cousins era here. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know if they're going to find a trade partner. I don't know if they're going to have to just eat a ton of caps, uh, cap money over the next couple of seasons, but... I think this now signifies the waving of the white flag on the Kirk Cousins era. Not, it's not going to be tomorrow. You know, I, Sean Mannion isn't going to start. Nate Stanley is not going to start. Kirk Cousins will probably bounce back and have a couple decent games going forward. But I think this is the first step in him not being the starting quarterback. For sure beyond 2021, they might have to swallow something in 2021. Um, we'll have to see how it plays out. But how do you turn to the Wilfs now and say, all right, we, we, we tried to build off what happened in 2017. It's not working. We have to unload veterans and cap money for draft picks and go back to the drawing board here. And part of that process means finding another young quarterback. And by, by saying that, we are admitting that the thing that we built and the win-now season that we thought we were entering into is a failure. Yes. Despite that, please trust us to carry the torch forward in 2021, 22, 23 and uh, and please honor the contract extension that you signed. Oh, yeah. That's the discussion that's happening inside the Vikings practice facility right now. And it's so dicey because uh, Mike and Rick just got three-year contract extensions, which, by, by the way, didn't kick in in 2020. They kick in in 2021. Kirk got his extension, which, to your point, makes his uh, cap implications huge for at least a couple more years. Yeah, I would I would guess that the best thing that could have happened to the Vikings ultimately happened on Sunday. Cuz if you lose another two point, you know, one point game, right? Two point game. You keep fooling yourself and saying, "Well, look, we we hung in there with the Titans and look at their record." Or same thing, Seattle. If we just get the fourth down, right? I think almost no showing and blowing that game and having Kirk play as poorly as Kirk played I don't know if it's the best thing for Rick because ultimately that might cost Rick his job. 
But I think if you're a Vikings fan, it's the best thing because if you had had won a tight game against the Falcons or lost a tight game, I think there'd be a lot of people in Egan during the bye week who would sit there and say, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. come on, come on. I mean, look how we played. It's a one-point game, a one-point loss here and a one-point loss there. Absolutely getting your drawers blown off and embarrassing yourself is probably, if you're a fan of the Vikings, the best possible thing, because this is now going to bring about drastic change. And I don't, you know, on Rick and Mike, I don't know. I can't, I cannot decide, because this thing is a disaster right now. And there is certainly a case to be made that they should be fired probably after the season is done. But there's also a case that we've talked about a lot, which is the financial implications of during a pandemic firing your coach and GM and and bringing in two new people, not to mention an entirely new coaching staff. So what I can't decide is how long they're going to be kept around just based on that. But the Wilfs, who, by the way, like it or not, trust Rick a lot. But the Wilfs buy into, you screwed up, but you're admitting it now. Go ahead and trade in Gakwe and Rudolph and go down that entire list. And if we can uh, get rid of Cousins, somehow do that. So that's the one question I keep vacillating on because I can't figure out what the ultimate answer to that question is going to be. And here's what you need to do now. Actually, I'm going to tell you what you need to do now. After a quick word for Federated, real quick, a quick shout out to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated helping to power Purple Daily seven days a week. You can find Purple Daily episodes during Viking season. Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com. Also, youtube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. But Federated is here to help business owners just as they have been since the early 1900s. You can follow them on Twitter, too, at Federated INS for fresh, relevant risk management content on a variety of topics like working in extreme temperatures. Or extreme weather. Anyone look outside today yet? It's ridiculous. Thunder snow. Uh, distracted driving and more. Federated INS on Twitter and federatedinsurance.com at Federated Insurance. It's our business to protect yours. You like that? You like that? Here's what I would look to do now. And and we will still do. We'll do a separate episode just about who else they should trade. And some of the names are obvious. But look at who else you can trade. Guys that are just not going to be part of your solution in two or three years from now. Riley Reef is an obvious one. Right now, you got a for, for 2021, you got a first, two thirds, and then you got three fourths, three fifths, a sixth, and a seventh, okay? So here's what I'm looking to do I'm looking to get as many first and second round picks as I possibly can. Mm. And, and ideally, I'd like to keep the third, at least keep one of the third round picks. So I'm taking the three fourths and the three fifths for sure. And I am willing to trade all of those in packages with current players if it means I can get a first or a second round pick, if I can go into the 2021 draft with an additional first, get a second round pick back as well. And I'm giving away like three fourths and two fifths and some players to get to that point. Mm -hmm. Think about how set up you are to not only potentially just straight up draft a quarterback, depending on where you are, but maybe move up if you want better positioning and still draft other players. I just think, I don't think it's enough to go in and say, all right, well, the Vikings have 12 draft picks, but all of them are like the fourth round and later. They need more picks in the first and second rounds, and the next 10 days, this is your window to make that happen, Judd Zilgad. The only guys I think that you could package with the picks that you're talking about and get first or second round picks back are guys named Harrison Smith and Thielen. I think those are the only guys, because Reef Reef, Reef ain't getting you that back. Um, Harris is a really nice player, but because... He's in the last year of his contract. 
you're not going to get as much back as fans think at this Let's point see, for him. See, Reef, but Reef is a reliable, important position player, and you can leverage the desperation of teams that just like think about some of the injuries we've seen across the league. And I'm just spitballing here. Could you go to somebody, and there's probably two or three teams. I mean, Dallas needs an offensive lineman, but I don't know if Dallas is going to be in. Dallas the might team. wake up. If, if Dallas, if Dallas, just say we are. Does Dallas play this weekend or do they have a bye? Like your hope is that Dallas wins a game play. and they look great and they're thinking, all right, let's get another piece. We're, you know, we're leading the division. But yep. can you trade a Riley Reef and like a fourth and a fifth or a third and a fourth and get a second rounder and get a or get a first rounder? You know, that, that's the type of trade I'm looking to make. I don't think there's any way on God's green earth that you could get a first rounder. I think what you just put together might get you a second round pick. But it, I mean, if you if you take. Thielen or Harrison Smith to market, I'd be very curious. If you packaged them with a few draft picks, that I think could get you a pretty decent return. Because they're both signed. They're not young, but they're still very good. But there would be a lot of people who would be very upset. I don't care personally. I'm getting hammered in the YouTube comment section for not knowing how much draft capital is worth. I don't have my chart in front of me. That chart's right. old too, folks. Don't my, trust that chart. My, the, my chart the Jimmy Johnson chart. The Jimmy Johnson <laughs> chart is is a, a bygone era deal. Don't concern yourself with that. But this is an interesting start. Um, personally, I love it. I do too. I love I love it because this guy to me was he's a good player. He's a nice player, but it was he was not a guy. He was going to come into my office in March. I know he was, and he was going to ask for a big multi-year contract. And I was, and I'd say, dude, until you you care about this side of the game that I like to call the run game, I can't pay you that. Yeah, he, he's a he's, poor man's Jared Allen. He is diet Jared Allen. I mean, he's true. not as good, but he he he's good though. Yes, good. but I mean, he he looked at QBs and said. I don't care that that guy's got the ball now. That guy used to have the ball, and that's where the money's at. I'm going to go yeah. hit him. So the Vikings have traded Unique Ngakwe to the Baltimore Ravens for a third-round pick and a conditional fifth-round pick in 2022. And so they wind, they wind up getting most of what they traded to the Jaguars for him back. They, they just, instead of a second-round pick, they now have a third-round pick. So they, they lost a little bit of draft capital in making this trade. And uh, the reason why we love it, just to sum up this episode of Purple Daily, is because it signifies the Vikings have come to terms with they need to do. Take a step back to take two steps forward. This is all about how do you win a Super Bowl? And the path to winning a Super Bowl is closed with this current cap situation and, for, for me, this current quarterback. So take a step back. It doesn't mean you have to go into, like, a seven-year baseball rebuild. In the NFL, if you get the right quarterback, even if your roster's flawed, Look at Arizona. They're four and two because they've got Kyler Murray and they and they bring in a dynamic wide receiver and DeAndre Hopkins and they get the right coach. So this is the first step in acknowledging your reality and bravo to the Vikings for for taking the plunge, jumping into the trade waters. Amen. I think it's great. Cool. Keep them coming. Keep it coming. Bye, Kyle. <laughs> oh man. Bye, Anthony. I don't think it's by Adam. I don't think it's no, bad. no. Bye, Riley. We'll do a separate. See you episode. later. All right, that's a wrap on this emergency live episode of Purple Daily. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Purple Daily Podcast, and you can also find us in audio form only on Apple, Spotify, and ScoreNorth.com. See you guys. The South Dakota Stories, Volume Two. I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed. 
The way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota, and I wish to go back. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. 